Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. Oh, the weather outside is a vacuum. But the fire off the starboard bow is the result of that close call with the spontaneous helium flare this morning. Well, you're in a chipper mood after all the interdimensional mayhem two weeks ago. Yes, decorating the bunker for the holidays always puts me in fine fettle. Let's see, we can let the all-seeing onyx eye of holiday awareness hover there by the ventilation shaft. And I'll move these fuel pods to make room for the blelf on the shelf. Oh yeah, how, how does blelf on the shelf work again? Well, the blelf are a race without eyelids, vocal cords, or the need to rest. So the blelf sits on the shelf witnessing everything we do during the holiday season. And then it keeps all that information to itself and tells no one. Finally, on December 26th, it dies. That is heartwarming. Ugh, does it have to stare like that while I hang up the trinket depository pouches? Yes, yes it does. Just think soon those pouches will overflow with holiday loot. Much of it from Pod Swag. It's where you can get the cool offices and bosses shirts and the weird but fun Magic Tavern dress-up magnet set. Hey, I'm looking at the calendar. Does anyone know who reserved one of the conference rooms under the heading Mutiny Chat? Uh, doesn't it just do that automatically? Once a month? Yeah, that sounds right. It happens along with the Java up Date. Oh, look, incoming transmission. And now, enjoy the show. Hello from the Magic Tavern a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Niekamp, if you need me to be. If you've never listened to the podcast before, this is everything you need to know. About three and three quarters years ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical, fantastical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a Wi-Fi signal through the dimensional rift from the Burger King, and I use that to upload a podcast I record every week here in the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, in the town of Hogsface, in the land of Foon. And someday I'll escape, and if I have to rip a hole through all of time and space and destroy this whole dimension to get home. Hey, I'm joined, as always, by my good bud, Shunt the Talking Badger. Oh, yeah, baby. Baby. Are you, are you, are you, are you doing okay? I'm just feeling, um, I'm feeling really sick. 
I don't know if I should uh, come on the podcast. Trump, you're feeling sick. Yeah, huh? I just, I don't feel well, and I feel like I should use one of my, remember early on, you allotted us mm-hmm. each 10 sick days? I think yeah. I'm going to use You used a couple of those, and you told me that you were not sick, but that you were just going to use it. Well, you said they don't carry over, mm-hmm. so I thought to just use them. So I'm going to use one, because um, I don't. Chunt. Do you think that Carnival Wilson wouldn't know when you were trying to pull a fast one on him? That the trickster god of Foon wouldn't know when you were trying to lie about being sick? And and also, you don't even bother to, like, move your body in a sickness way? Just totally voice. You told me that on Earth, people call in sick, and you said that it's all vocal play. You said you usually test it out a little bit on your own, and you're mm-hmm. like, I can't, I can't. And then you call up your work, and you tell them you can't come in. Fine, I'm not sick. It doesn't work that way if I can see you. You're yeah. literally dancing around while you said that. <laughs> it felt so good. I get a little jingle in my body. You just look so healthy. I'm so energetic. Why do you want to get out of the podcast? I don't want to get out of the podcast. I was just worried because I don't know who's going to show up. If it's going to be Arnie or Carnival Wilson. And I don't want to record with Carnival Wilson. Didn't you hear the intro? I'm Arnie right now because the podcast needs Arnie Neekamp. Good, happy-go-lucky doofus from Earth, and not Carnival Wilson, who's always working an angle and is going to figure out some way to get back home and save his family, even if everyone else everywhere has to die on his way there. That's not fair. You get to call yourself a doofus. Anytime I say it, I get bopped on the nose. That's true. You doof. Bop. My favorite song, Doof Bop. Oh, hey, I'm also joined by another lovable doofus, Usador the Wizard. I am Usador, wizard of the twelfth realm of Ephesius, master of light and shadow, manipulator of magical delights, devourer of chaos, champion of the great halls of Tarakis. The elves know me as Fianyalik, the dwarves know me as Zonin and Hookstanges, and I am known in the northeast as Gasmanius Maystar, and there may be other secret names, and doofus be not among them. Lady Hand. Carnival. Woman arm. Oh, yeah. oh yes, I suppose. Yes, got to work. Carney. Some sort of new nickname in there based on his arm. Well, oh, it's yeah. not my arm technically. It's Sarah. Sarah. But as you can see, I uh, I did I did grow some extra hair on it to make it a little more manly this week. Ooh. Mm. But it's still so attractive and but, womanly. But you should feel great joy that this arm is here. It means that Sarah is still alive. Oh, so wait, we can track how Sarah's doing by the Sarah arm that you have instead of your obsidian arm? Yes, if I concentrate for but a moment, I can feel a soft breeze blowing across my skin. She has landed somewhere safe. Hmm. Oh, somewhere breezy. Somewhere breezy. Earth? I know not. I only have the sensation of what she does feel. Okay. And, you know, that's a good thing, because I've always thought of Sarah as an easy, breezy, beautiful woman. Oh. oh. Usador, would you mind if I held your hand during the podcast? No, of course not. Please, hold oh, my hand. That's just very comforting. Do you guys mind if I put my hand in the middle as well? Um, you know, this is a thing between me and Usador. Okay, no, that makes sense. That's I mean, just, you don't I had want to, to try. A, I had to I, shoot my shot. I, yeah, just I don't want you to be a third hand. No, I just had to shoot my shot. What is that? Shoot my shot? Do not shoot your shot into my hand and my wife's hand, okay? And I shoot it somewhere. <laughs> Fine, I'll be right don't back. Fine. He, he has a good point. He has to shoot it somewhere. He's so healthy. Now, Carnival, 
yes. I have to speak to you. Yes. Our machinations are coming together. Though I have lost my obsidian arm, which I was so certain was the key to defeating the void. Careful, that doofus will be back any second. I right, know, Carney, relax. We shall continue to plot and destroy the void together. Yes. I believe. And the Dark Lord. And the Dark Lord, yes. Oh, Carnival, I'm so glad you're here. Now, and that leprechaun who stole my ring. It's a minor plot point from a long time ago, but I'm going to kill that motherfucker. We'll get him together. Yes, I have been spending days since the last recording, poring over texts and tomes and grimoires, learning dark secrets of the void. For a long time, we have pressed for people to fill the void mm-hmm. by creating new works of art, creating beautiful things, and sharing them with us on Twattertown, better known on Earth as Twitter. Now that I have lived on Earth for a week, I know all the ins and outs. They're mostly on the West Coast. I couldn't eat at one while I was in Chicago, which was frustrating because it sounded pretty good. Yeah, what's animal sauce? You keep talking about it. I don't know. Oh, hey, Chai, you're back. Yeah, I've been back for a little bit. Okay. You move so quietly when you're healthy. Yeah, I shot my shot. You said, or also, since you've been back, you keep talking about phone home. What does that mean? Oh, Arnie's sweet little daughter who I cared for for a week. I have grown to love her. Her name is Phone. Arnie, That's you didn't not, say your daughter's name was Phone. Aw, it's so cute. Well, we didn't know her name, and it seemed like the most fun name to give her. Then it's probably what Arnie loves most. My phone? Yeah. Arnie loved Phone. Arnie loved Phone. Arnie do love Phone. Yes, I, I started to feel myself being pulled back into Phone. All I could think of was sweet little Phone, and hoping that Spintax will do all he can to take care of her. Oh, uh, speaking of which, you sir, while you were gone, uh, here's some of your mail that you forgot that you weren't. Uh, oh, that was delivered while you were gone. Here's a letter. It just says uh, spaghetti, Carnival Wilson. <laughs> also, uh, Momo came by to deliver some nudes for you. Oh, wonderful! Some yeah. what? Some more nudes. This is well established that she delivers nudes. Yep. So oh, let me just right. pose, and then I'll just say that yes. the woman is tall and sleepy. Oh. Nice. Seems to be your type. Oh, guys, we should talk to our guest. I'm very excited. It's been a while since he's been on, and I I feel like having him on, there's probably some kind of angle we could exploit. An angle? Is this carnival talking? No, this is Arnie. I'm just talking about geometry, which is something I know a lot about. Arnie, what's something that only you would know? How tall are you? I don't know. Sounds like him. Yeah, it doesn't know numbers. Seven or five. Oh. Those are good heights. Seven or five. Six of nine. Speaking of five, before we bring out the guests, we should mention the book that involves five delightful Bennett girls, Pride and Prejudice. Oh, that's right. Book Club is next week. Yeah. Have you guys been reading Pride and Prejudice? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And I am very upset that I have yet to find a single spell. <laughs> yeah, there's no magic spells in Pride and Prejudice. Not yet. Well, don't some of the people say they're going to sit down for a spell? Seems like there are spells, but that you need to really center yourself and get grounded. Uh, I haven't finished it, so there's a good chance there are some fainting spells. Hmm. And, of course, the oldest spell of all. Love. Love. So, anyway, if you haven't read Pride and Prejudice yet, have it read by next week for book club. Are you guys going to make any apps? Uh, Yeah, I'll probably do some mozzarella wands. I shall bring my famous goat horns. Hmm. You gonna make anything? Nope, but I'm gonna eat them. Since Arnie made a nasty noise, I'm not going to give him one of my goat horns, which are obviously my delicious pastry horns filled with cream uh, that are 
hilariously called goat horns. Oh, that sounds pretty good. You can't have one. Well, anyway, we should talk to our guest. I'm very excited, the commissioner of the FML, Larry Birdman. Hey, Cal, nice to uh, nice to be back here. Good to see you folks. Nice to be back in the hog's face. It's an exciting time right now. It's yeah, great to, see great you to have you back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, commissioner of the Foon Mittens League. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a frustrating year, but uh, good good for good for mittens here and mm-hmm. Hogs Face. That's for sure. The stadium is well underway. Wh- what? Yeah, the stadium. The stadium's already being built. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Wait, guys, as co-mayors of Hogs Face, we're still co-mayors, right? Sure, I think so. We're still running Hogs Face, well, right? Yeah, but Mayhem and Adam does most of the heavy lifting. John, that's just a banana. Yeah, we're more. The three of us are trayers. You're just a person. Sure. Right. I'm yeah, I, just I mean, a person, wink. I, I don't know how you've missed it. Uh, it's a you know 2,000-yard field by, by nine yards wide uh, with, I don't know, seats 27,000 times 10, so 270,000. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm going to just have to believe you on that number. Do you remember which mayor signed off on the... Uh Blueprints? Uh, you know, I don't remember exactly. Uh, I remember there was a there was a furious bidding war uh, between uh, the uh, Lord and Lady Superhoot on the one That's hand right. and yeah. the mysterious anonymous on the other hand. Uh-huh. And eventually, uh, there was so much money at stake that um, I think it was the mayor that's also a banana. Yeah. Okay. I believe he was the one who that said, narrows it down. Yep. You know, uh, go ahead. I give you the green light. Um, which was pretty. It was mm-hmm. nice. And then he also said, I'll also give you the go-ahead. Ooh. And then uh, after he did that, he said, you can also go ahead and uh, put up the stadium. And didn't he also look very cute in his little scarf? Yeah. No, I liked it. He was wearing his scarf. And then I liked that he gave me the go-ahead because he walks extremely slow. And he was like, go ahead of me. Yeah. And that was fine by That's me. Nice. Very slow little banana man. Chunt, I think our suspicion that Mayor Banana is just a normal banana that people see whatever they want in it. The problem is that if Larry wanted him to say, go ahead and build the stadium, he thought the banana told him to go ahead. People and build are just the projecting their wants onto Mayor Banana and then giving themselves permission. That or Momo's love brought him to life. Didn't you say there's a, a, a wooden doll on Earth that came to life? Oh, no, that's a sex doll thing. It's called Lars and the Real Girl? Mm, yeah. So the stadium is being built. That's right. Yeah. The stadium's going up, which is great. I'm sure your audience all uh, is big Mittens fans. Everybody knows about it. You know, one team against another team trying to carry a potted plant 2,000 yards to get one point. Yeah, Four- there are a lot of very confusing rules to this sport. We should, at some point, we should do an episode of the podcast at a Mittens game just so people get a feel for it. They can kind of... Uh all along. Oh, that would be wonderful. Would you allow us to record something at the Mittens game? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it'd be great. We get some broadcasters up there. Have a, mm-hmm. have a very, uh, you know, by that I mean female casters. Those broads are who we want up there talking about, you know, mm-hmm. is the game, well, how's the game going, you know. Uh, but you guys could do it, too. Normally, we only allow broads sure. to cast. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. Now, you sports. had mentioned several years ago, when we first met you, that yes. you intended to sort of... Uh, reinvent the game. You had several changes you wanted to make. Have you made any progress with those changes? Oh, uh, it's a great question. It's been uh, incredibly frustrating. I'm uh, sure. We spent the better part of the last six months in rules meetings. Primarily, I want to get rid of the bird rule. Uh, the bird rule is that, you know, you have to do this amazing thing. Carry this potted plant for 2,000 yards, you get one point. Right. Whereas if you catch a bird during the game, that's worth 700 points. Right. Mm. And so the so- game has devolved... Uh, 
That's like seven or eight more points. No, it's 699 more points. Like way more than seven or eight more. So He's you, not good at math. You'd have to score 700 of these very difficult, what we call touchdowns, because you take the potted plant all the way and then you touch it down to the ground at the end. And if you do that 700 times, that's just as good as catching one bird. So the birds have really yeah. taken over the game. So I wanted to change that rule. And I went in and we fought and fought and fought. And eventually we... We settled for a compromise whereby we, we narrowed the field from nine yards to eight and three-quarter yards. So that was the, only, that was the only change that we made, which didn't even get close oh. to any of the major changes that I wanted. Oh. I wanted to change the timeout rule. I wanted to change the rule where there's another terrible rule that I've told you about where if you commit a foul, the other team has to take a guy off the field or a right. girl, a woman. could be anybody. And uh, that rule should change. But but none of those changed, so I got two rules changed. The first, as I said, was we, we narrowed it from nine uh, yards to eight and three-quarter yards. And then the second one is uh, if you're going to make frittatas, you, know, you now have to wear like a like a mitten for safety. Oh, that's a good mm. idea, though. That's yeah. safety first. Yeah, well, everyone supported that one, but uh, it, it, was, uh, it was very frustrating. Now, in a roundabout way, you have accomplished your goal because the, the field is one quarter of a yard less wide. Right. Meaning that's one quarter of a yard for the entire length of the field that birds cannot appear on. Yeah, that was, that was the argument some people were making. And I just kept saying, just get rid of the bird rule. Mm. There's really no mm. reason for it. it it's a, what it's a historical act. What are the hillsmen going to do? They're out there killing birds left and right as the birds are thrown onto the field by the fans. Wasn't oh, right, but they used to. So I don't know if you know this, but back when Mittens was started... You know, we were copying the, the Bigglesworth book about, of course, the loneliest, loneliest, son of lonely. And there were two rival mittens leagues, the FML being one of them. And, uh, you know, the games were good, but we wanted to spruce it up a little bit. So we decided to, to allow a bird to be caught. And it was uh, that was supposed to be worth basically seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and when you say spruce it up a bit, that's when you added in the trees. Yeah, right, exactly. And then we also added the bird rule. So the spruce it up is how that's what led to the rule whereby there's a spruce tree every five yards mm-hmm. of wow. the two thousand yards. So you're constantly dodging spruce trees. You want the bird to have somewhere to go, right? And we also want it to be difficult to spectate for anyone, <laughs> so that it's kind of you're a little bit in the dark as to what's occurring throughout. Well, that's the why mystery. each of the ten sections has two hundred and. 27,000 seats so that you can, you know, easily get a seat high enough uh, that you can see over the trees. And usually, exactly. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but usually a typical attendance is like 30,000, and then they all just kind of shuffle around the stadium, right, to get a better vantage point? That's a gr- that's exactly right. Usually, we would you would 10% of the seats get sold, and then you're allowed to just maneuver about uh, yeah. wherever you want, unless you have a VIP seat, which means uh, under no circumstances are you allowed to move. So those are very, very... Uh, and I can't remember exactly, but it basically means no movement. Mm-hmm. So many numbers in this episode. Just so many numbers being thrown out. I don't... Burning <clears throat> your nose is bleeding. Yeah, but so, you know, uh, we, we I did my best. Uh, and I've, I've really given up on that pursuit. And now, oh, no. I'm, uh, now I'm focused on making a series of videos about Mittens. Some great documentaries uh, that, we're, that we're putting together in a series called Third E for Bird E. And that is uh, my friend Bert Edmund, mm. B-E-R-T. Yes. He is trying to achieve a third E in his name. So he has two. <laughs> wow. He's Bert Edmund. Uh-huh. So there's an E in Bert and then an E in Edmund. And he's, he's hoping to get a third E in his name, Bert E. And he's been traveling around the country uh, just kind of interviewing people at different points. 
And so I decided, hey, why not make a few of these 30 for birdies about mittens? And when you say videos, um, do you mean that you're going to broadcast them through... Uh, pop and lock or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or magic box or gotcha. uh, walk and pop. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see it any of the ways that you, you would otherwise walk and pop. Yeah, ways. walk and pop. Yeah, you can murder a horse. Very incapacitated person. Yep, that's what VIP means. Yeah, that's right. That's ex- <laughs> thank you. Thank Took you. us a while, but we got into yeah, it. Yeah, well, I, I just had forgotten. I was thinking virtually petrified, but uh, I, I like that one better. I was noticing you've got a. Uh, a novel, yeah, there that you're uh, you're preparing for. Is that- yeah, we've been reading an Earth classic called Pride and Prejudice. Oh, that's too bad. Okay. Oh, I, a, I just we- thought it was Bride of Prejudice. Bride of Prejudice, one of my favorite Ooh. books. Oh, what's Bride of Prejudice? Oh, is that a Rook Nasterly? It, it is. Sound like oh, it it's, is. Yeah, it's well, it's a uh, it's Rook Nasterly's latest series. Oh, a new series. Yeah, there's a hard-boiled detective mm-hmm. who goes by the name of Prejudice. So named for his just off-kilter, mm. incredibly direct, stereotyped view of humanity. Um, is his name Prejudice, or is it Prejudice? Is that his first or last name, full name? I think his full name is just mm. Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, no, now that I think about it, his name is Prejudice. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I haven't started reading it yet. Well, you don't read it out loud. You Sometimes you go, oh, I, once I say this out loud. But there's a space. It's, it's hard to remember well, every space in a book that you read. Well, you've caught me because I'm, I'm now doing this thing where you get uh, auditory books. So instead of reading them. Oh, you have the little gnome just talking to your ear? Yes, you get the tiny gnome and he just he talks to you and you hope you get a good gnome with a wide range of... Yeah. Uh, you hope, you, 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 hope you get one that's audible. Yeah, yeah. That's about right. So I've been having this little gnome do Bride of Prejudice, I guess, is, uh, but uh, it's it's been pretty good. Uh-huh. And then th- this one's about, uh, well, the first one was, excuse me, there's going to be ten, and the last one's just called Judas. Uh-huh. So all of these are pre-Judas, right? <laughs> so they're eventually going to get there. So it started with pre-Judas. Mm-hmm. So wait, let me understand. This, this series, they're starting with prequels? Correct. And working their way up to their original thing. Yes. Wow. So, let me ask you something. <laughs> I, that's just the regular. That's just the regular order. I though. think that's an incredibly creative. Uh, Are you way supposed to, to read books? them in that order? Well, or do you have to wait until he finishes them all and read the last one? Well, first? think about it this way. Think about how terrible prequels are usually, because you know what's going to happen. This way, you can read the prequels first. Ooh, I like that's that. Right. You don't know what's going to happen. Well, I've heard. I haven't read them, but I've also heard. That uh, is it, Judas or Judas's monster? Because the bride uh, ends up marrying the monster, right? I don't know because I haven't gotten to Judas yet, the final book in the series. Mm-hmm. The great thing about it, too, to your point, Usador, is that sometimes sequels are no good. True. But mm-hmm. this series avoids ever having a sequel because it's going to start with the book that it ends with. Oh, I love it. Then it's going to have a bunch of prequels, but they're not prequels because they get written first. <sighs> so Rook Nasterly managed to avoid having a sequel or a prequel. Uh, but still deliver the kind of hard-hitting, pseudo-out-of-bounds, uh, just over-the-top, exciting mix of, uh, you know, detective work and, uh, you know, pornography. So, so clever. What a wonderful way to deliver pornography. And so it sounds like this is just like his other series of books, but this one has more racism in it. Yeah, so far that's about right. <laughs> Does it have any e-racism? Yes. So he got rid of it. That's good. Growth. Well, exactly. So what happens is the book begins with a fair amount of racism, and then later on they have the Mm e-racism. And uh, if you go back and try to read the first book, they're just those sections are gone. Oh, that's good. I mean, that's that shows that he's uh, learned. 
Why didn't they just start by not writing it down in the first place? Because it's a prequel, right? Yeah, you got me there. That's right. And when we talk about sequels, Arnie, um, that can also be what a mermaid writes uh, stationary with. A sequel? Oh! That's just a known item in Foon. Well, let's take a break, or let's hope that we already took a break and that we didn't hear any of this. A pre-break. Pre-break. Oh, I have to pre now. Oh, I gotta go pre. No. Go pre. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code AUDIO. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. So, Larry, I've been having so much fun talking about literature with you, which I really do prefer to sports. But what can we expect now that Mittens is coming back to Hogsface? Well, I think you can expect uh, an excited town with some great competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have the uh, the 10th anniversary uh, Superstation, uh, Round Robin, Round Table Superstation Wagon. Uh, that'll be here. Oh, wow. In, in Hong's face. Yeah, you build the new stadium. Uh, uh-huh. you know, if, they, if you build it, um, people will uh, pay and arrive. Oh. Uh, so, well, is this going to bring a lot of money into the city that yeah. we could use to, like, improve it? Well, that was the uh, the business plan of uh, Lord and Lady Superhoot was mm. uh, they would pay and then they would keep 1% of the profits uh, that they would then donate to the poor and the other 99% would go to the city. Sounds uh, great. But unfortunately, Mysterious Anonymous won the bid oh. and uh, that was all the profits would go to the Mysterious Anonymous Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, which he says is not affiliated with him. Oh, but, mm, uh, just a coincidence. Yeah, a lot of people have their doubts. Yeah. I'm very curious about mysterious and anonymous. I gotta get in part of this foundation. What? Let me get some of that money. Carl! What? That's despicable. Usador, if we are skimming money from the profits for the Mittens team in town, we can use a portion of that money for good. For us to defeat the Dark Lord, defeat the Void, help some kids. A portion of the money? A big portion. I'm not good at math, though, so maybe some of it ends up in the wrong pile. Don't mess with me, Carnival Wilson. I know you're good at math, even though Arnie is bad at it. You are going to try to take some of that money for yourself, and that is not allowable. We must use that money to protect the people of Foon. All the little children in like Foon, and all the sweet people fully grown who yeah the little children like drew 
And Drew, think of Drew. Drew's oh, kid, you said I think. But of course, uh, when it comes to Mittens profits, we always we always share a lot of it with the mill at Terry. And um, with the with the what? The mill in the town of Terry, the mill at Terry. Oh. And so I would say, uh, you know, you know, of course, we have a salute to the military, and we have uh, we bring the uh, military people out mm. onto uh, the field uh, before and after any game. They're allowed to sit in the spruce trees mm. uh, during the uh, during the battles, uh, the, the games. You know me; I love carbs, so I appreciate everything that the mill and Terry does. But why does it have to be part of the mittens game? I don't know. There's just kind of a connection between the two. A lot of uh, it's just a history there. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, like, I mean, would you not support the military? No, I support it. I eat so much bread every day. If you play your cards right, you know, you could maybe get one of the, um, you know, mill workers from Terry to take you to a game. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, the military would appreciate taking an Arnie. Yeah. I'm going to go pre. <laughs> Look, he's eating bread right now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Let's read some emails. Oh, hey, uh, Chunk, do you have any emails? Yeah, but I'm just not feeling so great. Chunt. Oh, I, I already tried it. You did I? that one. Shit, I'm sorry. I, I'm so forgetful these days. Um, Don't shit a shitter. What? Especially when he stands up. How big do you have to be to shit a shitter? And what are you eating? Oh, goddesses. Um, can I just read an email? Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, I got an email here from Mackenzie Henderson. It says, uh, name our doggo. Hi, Chunt. My husband and I are getting a male puppy. But we can't think of a good name for him. We love the name Gorgeous the Potato and would like to get your input on a name for our new addition. Also, hi, Usador and Arnie. Oh, boy. A uh, name for a male puppy. You know what a great name for a male puppy is? Muppy. Muppy is good. Also, you could name it your social security number and you could email it to us. That's pretty good. I'd say phone is probably pretty good. If it's oh, good enough for Arnie's daughter, name. it's good enough for a male puppy. You know, I got one. That yeah. I like a lot. Uh, I've, I've got several. Uh, dogs at the house. Oh, how many dogs do you have? Uh, at least a baker's dozen. Um, baker's a good one. Yeah, well, that is a good one. But uh, I've got a one that I like named Bob Barker because mm-hmm. uh, you know he's uh, he barks. Yeah, and uh, we call him Bob. You and, should spay and neuter that dog. Well, thank you. But we, you know, the funny thing is, we spayed and neutered Bob Barker, and now uh-huh. he will not shut up to the other dogs. He's always like, you should get spayed and neutered. And it's like... <laughs> Take it from me. It's great. But you're like, look, you seem like a one-issue dog. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's a lot of things you could talk about. Why do you talk about that every day? But that, that's what Bob Barker's all about. Mm. Let's. Uh, I think that's a great... Bob Barker's a great name. Maybe let's each toss out a few. I think um, Baxter's good. Mm-hmm. Bagel, brisket. A lot of B names going on. Uh, any other... Ooh, uh, I really like uh, Philadelphia mm. for a name for a dog. Yeah, me- uh, I, I mis- learned about that while I was on Earth last week. Mise en place. Subterfuge is a good name for mm-hmm. a dog. My dog's name on Earth was T. That's a letter. That's a letter, Arnie. But it's spelled they want a name. T-E-A, like the drink. <gasps> oh, that's so adorable. Mm. Oh, was T fit in a little cup? Uh, No, she was quite a bit bigger than a cup. Wait, your dog? How many fluid ounces? There was a tiny wolf that kept trying to attack your house last week. Wait, was that you your didn't dog? Let it in? No, it was a tiny wolf trying to attack the house. Tiny wolf's a good name. Tiny wolf. Tiny is wolf a is very a good, good name. name. Or dozen. Baker or dozen. Cramps. Yeah. Cramps is a good name for a dog. Cramps is a good name. Or Gramps. 
Graham Sir Graham. Yeah. Or, you know, pick a name of a character from literature that you like, maybe from Pride and Prejudice or Rook Nasterly series Bride of Prejudice. Uh, you can't go wrong there. Yeah. And I, I think I saw he has another series called uh, Larry, so- Larry Luxdash. You can name your you can name your dog Larry Luxdash. Larry Luxdash is one of the characters. Here, Luxdash. Here, Luxdash. Please, please, listener, if you can do one thing for us, name your dog Larry Luxdash, or uh, something from Rook Nasterly's other series, uh, Son of Sensibility. Or you could um, shorten Larry Birdman and call it Laby. Here, Laby. Well, sure. You can have a couple of them, A and B and C. Would you have to separate them, or I don't know, maybe a probably when you get a check out there. Yeah. yeah, prong. That's a good name for a dog. That's true, guys. I just realized that we got. I just realized we got onto like a, a naming run. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! We're selling you dog names. Let's oh. go. Oh. It's like our thing that let's, can go on forever. This, can the next episode just be dog names? I feel like most of our Fuck episodes. Pride and Prejudice. Let's just use Oh, Judas. Judas oh, yeah. is a great name. Uh, what else? Rush. Rush is a great name. Yeah. Frustration. That's a good name for a dog. Frush. Frush. Kind of combines the two. Ooh, I like that. Um, Frush Frowl. Port. No. Tawny. Mi- Mixie. Oh, Ripsy Tussle. Another great character. That's it. That's it. Period. Ripsy Tussle. <laughs> it Ripsy has been decided. Books. Your dog's name is Ripsy Tussle. All right. Hey, you know what? I've also gotten some emails. You can email me at magic tavern at puppies.supplies. Wait, but Spruce is also good. Back up for contention. Go ahead and read your email, oh. Arnie. We won't say more dog names, I promise. Uh, well, here's one email I got. Uh, Outlet's a good name. Ooh, Outlet is a great name. That's what a phone goes into. Uh-huh. Dear Arnie and Us- Dear Arnie, Usador, and Chunt, didn't we learn that if Usador stuck his obsidian arm in the center of the void, it could be destroyed? Uh. Can't he just eat the core apple, toss it in the void, and he'll be at the center, arm and all, problem solved, question mark? Love the show. Sarah. Oh, I bet it's a different Sarah. It's a very good idea. I wish I'd thought of it when I saw my obsidian arm. Yeah, you don't have that obsidian arm anymore, which it seemed to be like the total totality of your plan to defeat the Void. Uh-huh. Hmm. Well, that's why I've been going through tomes and grimoires this week, learning all the secrets of the Void that I can. Yeah. Grimoire is a great name. That is good. It seemed like also- when you uh, started that email that it was addressed just to you and Eustador. And then you kind of like changed it at the top to maybe make Chunt feel better. And I just want to say that was nice of you if that's what you did. Oh, I thought maybe that they thought I was in a different form. Oh, could be. Dear. Oh, dear. Arnie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, that's what it probably yeah, was. That's true. It makes a lot more I'm going to go grab some drinks. Okay. Can I have my hand back now? It's okay. getting a little sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. But can we, can I hold it like how, when, maybe later? Can I hold your hand? Yes. I can hold my hand later. Okay. Thank you. And also, thank you to this other Sarah who sent that email, and to the dozens of other people who also suggested that we use the core apple uh, to throw into the void and uh, have Usador get in there with his obsidian. Ah, I wish we'd gotten those that emails was such a, It was almost like that such would have been idea. exactly how we could have done. We could have solved everything with that dumb fucking apple. Yeah, well, you know, you could solve a lot if you didn't make a catch in a bird 700 points, right? But yeah. The bottom line is people don't listen. Yeah. Well, what are the hillsmen going to do? What are the hillsmen going to do? That's what they what used I to do. Have. Block for the, uh, for the All right, fine. Okay, uh, let's see. Let's do one more email here. Uh, I got an email that it's very eye-catching. It says, put hello from the Magic Tavern in the iTunes top 10 and, in all caps, stay there. 
Uh, this one says, hi, Arnie and Chunt. And I'm not going to add Usador's name to make him feel better. It's literally just Arnie and Chunt. My name is Jeremy uh, with podcast something or other. We noticed your podcast in the iTunes. I'm not going to say the name of the thing because I don't want other podcasts that are listening to get this very useful information. Uh, sorry, I'm back from the bar. Did you say that they are called podcast something or other? Uh, no, I, I changed the name. Oh, I was going to say, that's a great name for a podcast. Podcast something or other? That is that is up a for grabs? For a podcast. It might be. Well, probably. Everything exists already. We noticed your podcast in the iTunes top 200 and want to offer you the chance to climb the charts faster than anyone in the industry. In just 48 hours, we can have you sitting comfortably in the top 50, 40, 30. This is like a game of mittens. 20 or even the coveted top 10 of your podcasting category. Let's go for 50. Yes, why, yes, why, why would you pick 20? Instead of 10? Yes. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you want to ease your way up to the top. You're like, look, right. are we a top 10 podcast? Are we ready for the heights of the top 10? But here's the thing. Obviously, this person's a fan because they do not say what our specific podcasting category is. But they say they'll get us there or your money back. All caps. Wait, they have our money? Why do we have to get our money? Shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Let's keep reading. My money's gone. How the fuck <laughs> how did they get our money? How dare they oh, ransom us no. for This is money. a ransom email. Oh. Yes, we have a money back guarantee. You do not pay unless you reach the agreed upon spot in your selected category. This is clearly written just to us. For more information, please visit the link below or reach out to me directly. Thanks, Jeremy. I'm not going to give his full name because, again, I don't want other podcasts to get this information. Yes, yes, yes. Look. Which link is it? Uh, the H- email T- link or the T- mail P- link? Oh. oh, I thought it was a person named Link. Is there a link below there? What's the date of that email? The email is from last week. Oh, I thought maybe Jeremy had spoken yesterday. But if it was last week, I'm compelled to say we're probably not getting that money back. Yeah. Damn it. Well, it is addressed to us because they know that we're in a category. Yeah. Look, guys, if you think about it, it's a little morally ambiguous or we're probably clearly wrong to try to cheat the podcast charts to try to appear uh, like we are more popular than we really are. But if this podcast is in the top 10, more people will listen and uh, more people on Earth will hear about it and it will help us defeat the void and get back to Earth. Those are things I want to do. I know. All I'm saying is... But could I stand on the dizzying heights of number eight? Well, look, first of all, he didn't say eight. So we'd be at ten. We'd be at the... But that's in the top ten. Yeah. Right? I think so. Or is there only numbers that are divisible by ten? They can get us to ten, twenty, thirty, forty, or fifty, but nothing in between? Exactly. (gasps) How many spots behind Dr. John? You mean the podcast... About the jazz musician, Dr. John, and how he tried to kill Connie Britton? I mean, we're, we could never be that good. But if we ever were, oh, that'd be such a night. Also, Eric Bana, if you're listening, amazing work as Dr. John. I would probably name my dog Blue Boy the Wizard Dog. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I'd name mine. Broadcaster's a good name. Oh, do they still have casters that are traitors? Do they still let traders uh, um, cast? Uh, yeah, occasionally, uh, mostly broads. Mm. But uh, well, you'd have to be. I mean, if you're a castrator, then you probably. Oh, 
sense. I miss what order the words are supposed to go in. Sean, you're looking sick. No, I feel great. I don't know. <laughs> you might be sick. You don't want to skip the rest of the episode? No, I'm good. Look, what guys, else? Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, mustard. Our knee camp. Has, um, look, guys, scoots. Look, I'm just saying. Arnie wouldn't believe that he was in cheating the system to help the podcast be better. But Carnival Wilson thinks that maybe we should cheat our way to the top. I don't know. I got to tell you, I hope you don't. Because uh, I used to have a big time rival by the name of Dick Wizardry. Mm-hmm. Yes. He and I had great battles against one another, but then he began to use some uh, performance enhancing drugs. Uh-huh. Or as we called Sorry them. about that. Yeah, we called them uh, performance enhancing drugs. Wow. Just a different inflection, subtly. Well, we said it faster. Mm-hmm. A little faster. No, it was really That's still faster. It was frustrating because he would always say, I'm using performance enhancing drugs. Now, mm-hmm. see, when I sold him those uh, performance enhancing drugs, I just always thought they were buffs. People just said, This is a buff. I'm having a buff. Buffs are great name. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, uh, he used those, uh, those buffs, if you will, uh, to. Uh, you know, to outperform uh, me, and it was very frustrating for many years. And uh, I called him out on it, and then that led to him framing me for murder many times. Yeah. So I'm just saying there can be unforeseen consequences to uh, to cheating a system. Mm-hmm. And cheating is wrong. Yeah, that's true. Hey, I got a question about framing people for murder. Yes. Um, huh? Let's say that a security guard at a local library is dead. No one's found their body yet, but if... You wanted to hypothetically pin it on, say, uh, the commissioner of the Foon Mittens League. Uh, just because that's what we're talking about already. How would one go about doing that? So you're asking me how to pin a body onto me. Mm-hmm. So I'd say you got to get me in a steady spot, mm-hmm. probably pin me down, okay. uh, and then hold me in a certain area. And then you're going to need a large nail um, okay. in order to pin that uh, dead body onto me. And I'm, I'm not going to like it. So yeah. I might knock me out in order to do that. Um, anyway, I, I shouldn't give all these secrets away, but that's that's how I would pin a yeah. dead body onto me. Yeah, too physical. Now, if you're talking about framing someone for mm-hmm. murder, yeah, I recommend taking a photo of the murder, mm-hmm. walking it down to one of the good framers here in Foon. Yeah, and uh, you know you can get you can get a nice uh, mahogany mm-hmm. you know capsule around it. Yeah. What about sautéing someone for murder? Oh, that's. That's one of my favorite dishes. They say revenge is a dish best served cold, but murder is one best served sautéed. That's a line from the Rook Nasterly. Oh! Yeah, that's, that's from the one groovy Minotaur series. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Larry, thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited. I would have to imagine that you're going to be in Hog's Face a little more often if uh, the team is opening up. Soon. I will be, and we'll be having uh, big games here soon, so maybe we can, as I said, do a broadcast, or as you said, do a broadcast up there. be... A lot of fun. And Arnie, you could finally see a Mittens game and uh, so you'd understand <laughs> what we're talking sure. about during each of these podcasts. Yeah. Oh, not, not really a sports guy, like I said, but um, there's like a potential for gambling of some kind. Gamble's a good name for a dog. Blackjack. Mm-hmm. Casino. Craps. <laughs> I already said craps. Here, craps. Craps is a pretty good name for a dog. Don't shit a shitter. I thought Craig would be a good name for a dog. Oh, no, I didn't. I was just looking for a natural segue out of the podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You all deserve better than that. 
Usador the Wizard was played by Matt Young. Chunt the Docking Badger was played by Adel Rafai. Larry Birdman, the commissioner of the Foon Mittens League, was played by Rush Howell. Oh no, Rush Howell would make a good dog name. Hello from the Magic Tavern is produced by Arnie Niekamp, Ryan DeGiorgi, and Evan Jakover. This episode edited by Chris Rathjen. Remember, next week is the book club episode of the show, so if you haven't finished reading Pride and Prejudice, get to it. Or when you listen to this completely not real fantasy podcast talk about Pride and Prejudice, you won't know what's going on. You'll be very embarrassed. So go out, and if you haven't gotten your copy yet, you can still get a copy from HelloFromTheMagicTavern.com on our book club link, and we get a little bit of money. Also remember that besides Pod Swag, which is a great place for Magic Tavern merch, you can also go to HelloFromTheMagicTavern.com and find links to all kinds of Magic Tavern stuff, including some winter solstice cards, a shirt, and a candle. Come on, Blelf. You can sit by the bath while I share my most devastating secrets. Just because you don't have eyelids doesn't mean you can't cry. Can you make sure you lock the door this time? I'm still recovering from the last time I walked in on your bath. These two. I think I'll keep them. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients. Popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.